Welcome, everyone, to this special edition of Streaming Water Podcast. Uh, and this live edition is being recorded from the Rocky Mountain Water Conference in Loveland, Colorado. Uh, the Rocky Mountain Water Conference is a joint annual conference of the wastewater folks, the Rocky Mountain Water Environment Association, and the Rocky Mountain section of the American Water Works Association, which is the drinking water side, uh, joint annual conference that they have every year. And so in this episode, I will uh, interview people live wandering around the hallways of the uh, conference to get their perspective and uh, and talk to them a little bit. So I hope you enjoy the show. All right, welcome everyone to Streaming Water Podcast. Uh, we're doing this live from the Rocky Mountain Water Conference in Loveland. And my guests right now are Madeline Harris and Sarah Vandermeulen, co-chairs of the YP committee, which uh, I'll let them tell you what that is and what uh, the YPs are about. So thanks for being here, Madeline and Sarah. <laughs> Happy to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us, Blair. Are uh, you having a good time at the uh, conference this year? Yeah, it's been great so far. Yeah? I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah Loveland has uh, a lot to offer up here. And then there's Fort Collins nearby, there's Windsor. Yeah. I don't get up here much, but... <laughs> Yeah, I did the 5K fun run on uh, on Sunday, and we ran around the Windsor Lake. That oh, was really? Fun. Yeah. Oh, nice. Well, that's uh, more ambitious than me. <laughs> I just drove up here. <laughs> it was fun. All right, so Sarah, maybe uh, you can tell the listeners what is a what is a YP? What are they all about? Sure. Yeah. So we are the representing the Rocky Mountain Water Young Professionals, and the purpose of our committee is to promote the community of YPs and give them resources to grow and develop in the water and wastewater industries. And so we are a joint committee under the Rocky Mountain Water Environment Association and the Rocky Mountain section of AWWA. And throughout the year, we just have various events, which include professional development, volunteer activities, and just general social and networking events. Cool, yeah, I hear uh, a lot coming from the YP, so it seems like you guys are an active committee with uh, activities and whatnot. So Madeline, can you uh, take us through some of the activities that the YP committee is involved in, maybe here or throughout the year? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the YP committee is really active at this year's conference. We've had a lot of good events so far and a few more to come. Um, the YP committee started off their events on Saturday with a service project. Um, that was awesome. And then moved on to a couple presentations that we hosted at the conference. So the first was a YP-led um, DE&I panel. So Sarah and I led that and we um, involved multiple different panelists from around the industry that had just different backgrounds and experiences and they shared their um, their own personal DE&I journeys with the, with the group and it was yeah. a really awesome. Panel. I was in that. That was oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. And there was like a... Uh little quiz what was that on that you guys did at the beginning that was yeah. cool we had a little activity. interactive audience activity just to get everybody up and moving yeah. and mix it up so i'm glad that you enjoyed worked. it uh-huh. awesome yeah so that i think was a was a success we're really uh, appreciative to all of our panelists for for doing that um and then we also hosted the um the winners of the student design competition so the students from university of colorado boulder they presented their winning presentation um that was awesome as well they're going to be going to weft tech and presenting um, this October, so really excited for them. Um, and then we also have a happy hour. So today is Tuesday, so we have a happy hour this afternoon. Um, should be a lot of fun. So yeah, those are our, at least our activities at the conference.
conference, but we're always planning new activities in general um, in and outside of the conference. Like Sarah said, happy hours, networking, um, professional development, um, tours of different plants around around the area. So it's a great committee to be a part of. Yeah, that's good. It's good you do that. That's like half the battle of uh, <laughs> in this industry is just building your network, getting to know people, getting totally. out there. So you are uh, doing great at helping people do that. Where's the happy hour tonight? It's at the Boot Grill from the Boot Grill. 4.30 to 6. What are the, what's the age limits for YP? <laughs> How can I get in there? Do I have to wear a disguise? <laughs> Just come on down. I don't, think, I don't think we check IDs. I don't check IDs? <laughs> I don't okay. All right, Maybe I don't for be... 21, just for the no, yeah. <laughs> no. no upper age bouncer at the door. <laughs> nice. What, did you, uh, what was your service project all about? What did you do Saturday? It was a park cleanup. So we helped with, there was a whole huge pile of mulch and we spread that around trees at this park i'm gonna it was a complicated park name so i'm not gonna try to oh. pronounce it but cool. but yeah it was work in collaboration with denver parks and rec oh. um so yeah it was it was a success nice it's a beautiful day well cool <laughs> what uh what's your favorite part about the conference let's uh let's talk about that madeline what what do you like best about this conference oh man it's a great question honestly it's just like seeing all my friends right like it's awesome like you know you email with people you're on teams calls with people to plan the conference and plan other events and then when it actually happens and you see everybody in person and you know i have all these grand plans i'm going to go to all these sessions and i just keep getting stuck talking to people on my way which is i think what you know the true purpose of this conference is is just regrouping with our friends and that was you know talking about water but also not about water and just making those relationships so that's one of my favorite things i think we have an awesome industry and a lot of really passionate people so it's great to catch up with them yeah it's uh i found i don't know about you but i'm like more appreciative after covid <laughs> yeah events where you can actually meet in groups like it was rough there for two or three years totally. doing everything online Absolutely. Yeah. What about uh, you, Sarah? What's your favorite part? I kind of stole my answer. Uh -oh. <laughs> well, you better well, go with happy hour. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> no, I really I enjoy hearing about what people are working on in the industry as well. Um, but I definitely enjoy the community aspect of seeing everyone I know in the industry and getting to reconnect with them every year and just see how people are doing. So. Cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for uh, all you do for the YPs of the organization, and thanks for being on the podcast today. Yeah. I'll let you get back to uh, networking and preparing for happy hour. Thanks be so careful. Much. Be careful. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Thanks. All right. Welcome back, everyone, to Streaming Water Podcast. In the uh, podcast studio now, we have Bud Spillman. Welcome, Bud. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks, Bud. Yeah, Bud is a... Uh, kind of a legend in the water industry. How long have you been in the water industry? Maybe just introduce yourself, tell folks uh, what you do, what you've done, and uh, we'll start with that. Well, I started off, I tried uh, tried college, wasn't a beer drinker, so that didn't last, because that <laughs> seems was a, a factor there. So I've been in the water industry, related industry, all my life. Uh, a pump's a pump, a pipe's a pipe. So if you're working in a gas industry or any other industry, still basically you're operating a system. So mm -hmm. uh, got into drinking water in Wyoming back in the early 80s. I'd worked at a power plant, again, running water process. Um, had some boiler operator experience, but in the, in the water industry, drinking water industry, drinking water and wastewater since the uh, mid 80s in Wyoming. Nice. And, uh, what do you... Uh what do you like best? Obviously, you must like it to stick in it that long. What do you uh, like best about the industry? Well, um, chaos is always a good place to go. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's nice when things are running smoothly. I had a, I relieved an operator who used to always say, 
everything's fine, don't worry about it. And then 45 minutes, 95 minutes later, whatever, you've got an issue. So I, I tell them, quit telling me that. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the challenge if something goes wrong, figuring it out, what's wrong, how do I get back on track, or just monitoring it, don't touch it, it's working well. Uh, cool. And then, of course, the operators. I, uh, I, I enjoy traveling around different systems, coming to conferences, meeting folks, uh, old friends, making new friends. Yeah. Uh, you always learn. Uh, I used to travel a lot when I, when I was employed, and I learned as much or more from the, going to a small system and bringing it back to a larger system. Yeah. Uh, it's just there's so much knowledge out there. It's the smallest uh, conversation or something. It's like, you know, we've tried to do that for the longest time, and your friend over here is doing it and been doing it for years. Yeah, yeah. It's good to... Uh it's amazing what you can learn out there. Yes. What, what parts, uh, what do you like about this conference in particular? What do you uh, enjoy about the Rocky Mountain Water Conference? Well, again, seeing old friends, uh, meeting new acquaintances. Uh, there's a great people attend. Uh, of course, we all protect public health, where water or wastewater, that's our missions. And so it's great to get uh, involved with, uh, with folks who have that common mission, uh, doing various things different yeah. things in the industry and so yeah it's uh it, it's just a, a get together mm-hmm yeah the technical sessions are uh usually pretty good too the latest and greatest of uh what's going on have you been to any good technical sessions since you've been up here well i have uh just came from a hydraulics class but uh was able to sit in yesterday to some of course they were colorado regulatory but to get an insight as to where the regulations might be going. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, in Wyoming, we, we deal directly with EPA, so we don't have a state agency, but it's good to see what other state perspectives are as we await the uh, verdict from EPA about our uh, compliance processes. Yeah, cool. Well, uh, you're past president, right, of uh, RMS AWWA, is yes. that right? past chair, 2016, I believe. 2016? Yes. Yeah, time flies. I knew it you does. were, I didn't know when. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. Thanks for stopping by. What do you got uh, plans for our social activities? Have you been to get any good client dinners or uh, any outings or anything? Well, yeah, I met, uh, I was at the uh, Coombs Hopkins last night. Oh. I met some folks, uh, some vendors hadn't met before. Uh, Great conversation again. Operators, vendors, uh, owners, and operators. Uh, mm -hmm. We're just good people. Yeah, yeah. That's one thing about it. Water and wastewater usually has some good people. Yes, sir. Uh, good people in it, and you're one of them. So thanks for stopping by. As are and, you, Blair. Uh, sharing your uh, <laughs> sharing your time with us. All right. All sure. right. Welcome well, back, back, everyone, to Streaming Water Podcast. I have a new guest in the studio uh, with us now, Aaron Sandos. Thanks for being here, Aaron. Absolutely, Blair. Aaron uh, just got done uh, hosting a uh, an event. I'll let her tell you about it. What? Tell us about the uh, Shark Tank event. Yeah, absolutely. So we've done this event. I think this is our third time doing this event at the conference. Um, we had feedback last year because in the previous years we geared this towards students and their research from universities. But this year we got feedback that we wanted it to be more industry specific. So we had operators and engineers from utilities presenting, um, giving really a pitch on their innovative solutions to problems that they face every day at their utility. 
Um, so we had three presenters. So we had City of Boulder, City of Fort Collins, and then Metro Water Recovery. Cool. And how this is set up is, you know, just like the show Shark Tank. So I was just watching that from the hotel Saturday or Sunday night. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. So it's fun. Like, you know, it's only like a five-minute pitch. Um, and then the judges, you know, ask a series of questions. And I feel like... This year we had, you know, really good attendance, really good energy from all of our presenters. There's a little, you know, buffs versus, you know, uh, Rams, you mm-hmm. know, going on too. Because Rocky Mountain Showdown is going to be this weekend. Yeah. So, so yeah, it was, it was great. Yeah, it was a packed mm-hmm. room and there was standing room only. Yeah, so. yeah. We had even like a, a demonstration. We had a pro- prototype. So Boulder brought um, their, it's the sludge hose is what they called it so they brought that prototype showed it it was it was really good cool mm-hmm. what were the uh, what were the other two sludge hose and what were the other two one was inches? about um, making svi measurements and automating those sludge and then, volume index yes yeah. yes we got, you know we got water oh, yeah. listeners too, yes yeah. thank you <laughs> um and then the other was on using water residuals in order to do better stormwater management oh so, cool yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah what did the uh did you pick a winner? Can you reveal the winner? I can reveal the winner. So the winner was City of Fort Collins. So that's what our judges decided on. Oh. And they won $2,500 Wow. For it. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. To help them uh, refine their project. Absolutely. Yeah. Get more testing, get permitting through CDPHE. So that's what they're going to use the money for. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That is good. Did you have a uh, Mr. Wonderful on the judges panel that uh, got a little grumpy, you know? <laughs> no. You have, have you watched Shark Tank? No, well, that, I didn't. Who's Mr. Wonderful? Which he's like one the is that? billionaire, the bald guy who's always like wants to do a, a deal where they pay him like a buck every time they sell one or okay, something. Okay, I think I know which one you're talking about. No, all the judges were very good. Maybe some of the audience members could have put on that mask. Okay. You know, but. Right. Well, good. That yeah. sounds like a uh, an awesome event to get people thinking, get uh, creative, and actually make something show others uh, their creation yeah for sure and you know this is something that we want to keep doing you know next year and years after because it gets a lot of good interest and then you know it's really good to to have just this different format of presentations as opposed to you know kind of the traditional research presentation yeah. that you normally would do yeah it yeah. is a nice break i mean the, mm-hmm. the technical sessions are great but something like this i think that's probably why it was so popular because it's different and it's cool and it's Shark Tank. Yeah. And, yeah awesome. Well, if pe- uh, listeners, you got a year uh, to think of your great idea and uh, get your submission in for next year, and you could maybe win twenty five hundred. Maybe the prize money will be up by then. Yeah. You know, yeah. Fingers so, crossed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for sharing that with us. What else you? Uh, like about the conference are you enjoying the time here yeah absolutely I just came up for the day um, but it was really cool because you know I'm already like seeing people I know and like networking and I'm going to some of the events after the sessions today too um, so yeah it's it's nice I like I like this venue too yeah um, it seems really nice so cool mm-hmm. yeah there I just had the YP uh, co-chairs on the show earlier. They, they're hosting a happy hour at the boot if you need mm-hmm. something to do afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I'm going there. Okay, so. <laughs> all right, good. Well, thanks again for being on, and thanks for uh, all the work you've done putting on that Shark Tank, uh, and congratulations on the success of it. Yeah, for sure, and I do have to say thank you to the Innovative Water Technology Committee as well, because they, they helped me, you know, I was a part of that committee putting okay. this on. So. Cool. Yeah. All mm-hmm. right, well, thanks, Aaron. Yeah. Enjoy the rest thanks, of your day. Thanks, Blair. You too. All right, welcome back, everyone, to the Streaming Water Podcast. 
live from the Rocky Mountain Water Conference in Loveland, Colorado. Uh, I'm here with a new guest, Brian Tracy is uh, with me now. Thanks for stopping by, Brian. Yeah, thanks, Blair. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm glad you uh, I'm glad you were wandering around the halls and willing to uh, to talk to us for a few minutes. Sure. Maybe uh, start by telling the listeners uh, a little bit about your background and and what brought you to the conference. Yeah, sure. Thanks. Uh, so I you know I I spent four years in the Marine Corps and then studied uh, environmental science and biology at Western State. Got into some lab work up at Eagle River Water and Sanitation District in Vail. Slowly changed over to the water operation side, got my drinking water certifications and managed that system for, for a handful of years. Uh, my wife Karen and I moved down to the Front Range 2019 where I got to work with you and some other team members at South Platte Renew, which was... We miss you, man. We miss you. Super rad experience. <laughs> uh, great, great team over there. And uh, more recently, um, went over to the city of Golden as the deputy director of public works um, and that's been a great experience so yeah cool what uh, what is Western States uh, mascot uh, the I think it's the Mountaineers the Mountaineers that's yeah. right yeah yeah all right yeah I came uh, that's where the best people come from in this water industry is out of the lab because that's where I came from too yeah, right on, I agree. Yeah. Well, all right well maybe uh, what do you got going on at Golden I heard there's some uh, New developments there. Maybe talk about what you do at Golden and what's uh, what's cooking there. Yeah, for sure. So Golden is uh, you know a great community to work for. Um, a lot of School of Mines folks are there. A lot of um, a lot of partnerships with School of Mines and Golden. Um, on the utility side, you know we have the water treatment plant. We have uh, a sewer collection system, drainage system, stormwater runoff. We have an MS4 and stormwater permit. Uh, through a contract uh, negotiated in the 80s, we sent our wastewater to Coors for uh, wastewater treatment. Um, so that's all really fun to be a part of. Uh, the interesting thing at the City of Golden is the City Manager and City Council are advocating for a 32-hour work week for all staff. So they've been piloting that with the Police Department for the last few months, I think since the beginning of July. Wow. So. You know, the sense that everybody gets is that's going really well with the police force, and it's probably one of the harder departments to get that schedule going to, yeah. to maintain a level of service uh, or increase the level of service to the residents of Golden. So I think over the next few months and sometime early in quarter one, we anticipate moving uh, water plant staff, uh, the utility crew, and a lot of admin and lab staff to a 32-hour work week, and we're just sort of going through what are what are our performance indicators? How are we going to measure success there and demonstrate um, a continued or improved level of service to the community? So it's really exciting. Yeah, that is cool. You are uh, definitely uh, pioneering that on the on the leading edge of that. I haven't heard anyone else do that, but I have. You know, you hear all this about work-life balance and and you know since COVID, remote work or making work, you know, more bearable for for employees or, sure. or doable for employees with families and and with their outside interests so it's good to see somebody actually doing it you know and not just talking about it so that's great yeah it'd be really cool i mean i think a lot of utilities struggle to fill positions and there maybe are a lot of open positions even though um you know a lot of utilities feel and rightly so that they have great benefits it's a great job great stability yet still on some of the frontline positions they're they're hard to be they're hard to fully staff those yeah and so can you can you actually do as much work fully staffed at less less hours over the course of a year um, as far as asset renewal 
uh, you know, turning valves, operating operating the plants, whatever metrics your utility is defining as success metrics. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's super fun. It'll be really interesting to be a part of it, and looking forward to what the results show. Yeah, it's that uh, makes me think of that work smarter, not harder. You know, and it's got to be a great recruiting tool too to tell people thirty-two hour work week that uh, that probably bring a lot of people in. Yeah, that's what we're hoping. That's what we're hoping. Cool. Well, you've been in this business for a while, and uh, I know you're deep in it now on all aspects: water, wastewater, stormwater. Uh, so, what do you uh, what do you think the future holds for this business? What do you think is uh, out there in the horizon in the next five or ten years? You know, I think the the AI and leveraging data and how utilities and, and consulting firms are bringing that and integrating that into project deliverables. Um, I'm I'm. I really think that the machine learning and, and AI piece will, will be a strong component. I think a lot of the consulting firms will will not just employ you know your 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 classic civil engineering or environmental engineering, but they'll also incorporate a data science piece and dashboards and visualizations and ways to present and communicate highly technical information. I think utilities for a lot of years have been just collecting a, a ton of data and are not really sure how to leverage that or how to present that and tell a story with the data they're collecting and I, and I see a lot of opportunity there in the next in the next five to ten years or so. Yeah, that's, uh, I think you're right from what I see, I've seen a lot of what you're talking about too, it's just collecting all this data but how, what's the story behind it, what's the story you can tell with it, so yeah, that's, uh, thanks for your insights there. What, uh, what do you got going on as far as social uh, events at the conference, you been to any good dinners or anything? I have not been to any good dinners. I'm commuting up from Arvada, so oh, okay. um, I have uh, uh, graciously passed passed up or turned down a lot of invitations to hang out with various folks. Um, so I've just been kind of um, staying at the hotel uh, in the conference center and just catching up with people on the networking breaks and catching up uh, over lunch and happy hour, um, listening to the trivia contest last night. Uh, it's always great to come here and connect with former colleagues. Uh, and the consultants I've worked with over the years, and it's just just one of the funner annual events that I think I look forward to, and I think a lot of other people look forward to. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what I've been hearing from everyone I'm talking to. They like coming here and seeing old friends, so it's good to see you here, and uh, thanks for stopping by the podcast. All right, thanks, Blair. Appreciate right. it. Welcome back, everyone, uh, to the Streaming Water Podcast live from the Rocky Mountain Water Conference. Uh, I have a new guest in the studio today, uh, Andrew Dixon with Kim Lee Horn. Uh, just got done giving a presentation that I want to let him talk about. But thanks for being here, Andrew. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, are you enjoying the conference this year? I am. It's great to be back, great to be in person, and uh, just enjoy uh, all the meeting all the people and all the really well-prepared presentations. Yeah, there's some good ones out there, uh, yours and, and a bunch of other ones. Uh, maybe maybe just introduce yourself, tell the listeners uh, who you are, what you do, and, and how you got here. Yeah, so my name is Andrew Dixon. I'm a civil design engineer and project manager for Kinley Horn. Um, I've been practicing for 10 years in the water wastewater space. I do, I do uh, civil infrastructure design on water and wastewater collection distribution infrastructure, and then water and wastewater treatment also kind of touch projects from a f- f- full scale. Um, across the water wastewater stream and then I uh, have a experience with CMAR delivery um, on projects and other CMAR types of being construction manager at risk okay 
and other types of alternative delivery. So that's what we were talking about today was a CMR project. Oh, all right. Yeah, maybe we can go into that a little bit. It was a, a deal with Greer, or maybe you tell us what uh, what was the project. Summarize your whole talk, your 30-minute talk in two minutes. Two minutes, yeah. <laughs> So it was a project with the city of Greeley. It was called the 12th Street Project, and it was uh, two phases. Phase 1A was the relocation of stormwater infrastructure for some of their large stormwater detention and water quality improvements along the 12th Street Corridor. And then phase, that was phase 1B, and then phase 1A was the sewer and water relocations that were required to do that work. So our work um, was to uh, lower and relocate three large uh, sanitary sewer interceptors um, 27 inch and 36 inch and combine them into a single interceptor bring them under highway 85 and onto the uh, WRF plant site the recommendation facility plant site for the city of Greeley um, and so that design um, was done to make way for the stormwater improvements um, and um, it was a CMAR delivery process also so there's a lot of lessons learned on you know CMAR delivery and we had a lot of successes with this project um, to provide you know the best solution for the client um, as a team. Maybe uh, for the listeners who don't know, I'm pretending I do know, but uh, maybe what is CMAR in a nutshell? What's the the basis of, of the CMAR delivery method? Yeah, and I don't know if I'm going to give if I have the official definition for you, but the way I see it is CMAR. You know, it's construction manager at risk, and the real value of it is to bring on the contractor early in the design project to provide input on both um, construction, risk, management of the project, and overall cost of the project. And so you work collaboratively with the contractor, and the whole goal of our conversation was to say, bring the CMAR on early at 30% if you can, to have those conversations early about construction, about the management, about the risk, and um, so that all parties kind of are on the same page throughout the design. And then that alleviates kind of some of the uh, tensions and he said she said and then unknown cost risk yeah and I think the real advantage of it too from my understanding from the contractors helps them reduce their risks because they're no longer looking at the uh, the project for the first time the design we build and they got to estimate it you know within a certain time window there's always a risk associated that they put in yeah. there and so this in theory reduces their risk and then hopefully in the end reduces the cost of the owner cool yeah, it sounds like a good fit for uh, some with huge underground sewer lines. You might don't know what you're going to run into, or uh, you know, there's probably a bunch of things that can go wrong with relocating a, a flowing sewer line. Huh? Right, especially when you're coming on the treatment facility site, and how critical that single line of input was for the city of Greeley. Yeah, you know, so it allowed the WRF to be involved too, and they were able to you know implement some process improvements and make sure they could schedule the pumping and all that when mm-hmm. it needed to happen. Yeah, it's crazy. Like these are the projects are huge and they're so important but nobody knows about them, right? If you do a you know, you put an underpass or an overpass over a train track, everyone knows because they drive it every day, but things like this, people don't even know what's happening. It's crazy. Right. Not everybody not everybody's always watching and probably not everybody has the dad like I do with my kids. I'm always like, oh, they're doing that there. That looks like a sewer or, you know. <laughs> not everybody has that dad who points it out, so yeah. they probably miss it. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, uh, once you get in this business for a while, when I go on vacation, like I'll be on the plane, flying over, and be like, that's a sewer plant. That's a, I went on a tour of one in Florida. When we went to Florida once, my wife was like, what are we doing here? But uh, yeah, that's, that's the, what happens when you've been in this business for a while. Yeah. Well, let's talk about uh, your time at the conference. Have you done anything cool? You got any uh, fun dinners or events that you've been to 
you know, Killing Horn, we had our uh, our event last night with our clients, and that was really fun. And I think tonight I'm looking forward to the overall con work conference networking event. Um, I know we always have a good time there. Maybe we'll do some karaoke. Yeah, I don't know if they're doing karaoke this time. I don't know, but my voice may not support it this time. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, always a good time. Yeah, everyone's all hoarse by Tuesday. Wait till Wednesday. Nobody will be saying anything. It'll be Their voices will be wiped out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, thanks for coming by and uh, sharing a bit about your presentation and taking the time out of uh, your conference. Come chat with us today, Andrew. Thanks for having me, Blair. Right on. See you around. All right. Welcome back, everyone, uh, to the Streaming Water Podcast live from the Rocky Mountain Water Conference in Loveland. I have a, a new guest in the studio with me, Sherry Skajari. Is it Skajari or Skajari? Jari. I've heard it both ways. I always <laughs> thought it was Skijari. Jari. And someone said Skajari, and then I was like, Am I, have I been saying that wrong for years? It's got a jar in the middle. To okay, you know. good. Well, thanks for being here, Sherry. Uh, I wanted to interview Sherry because we just got out of the... Uh, Rocky Mountain Water Environment Association luncheon, and it was revealed there that Sherry won the laboratory. Uh, well, what do you? What's the award? You got it with you in a bag. I do because right, I can. Let's see what that thing says. There you go. All right, what does it say? The Read Water it Environment the... Federation Laboratory Analyst Excellence Award. Nice. Well, congratulations. Yes. Did you know you were getting it? Or did they um, surprise actually, you? I did know it wasn't a surprise. It's okay. One of those that's yeah. I knew um, just a couple weeks ago though. So they probably excited. have to tell yeah. you because if not, you, they don't know if you'll show up. To right. The <laughs> they yeah. want you to show up to lunch. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, congratulations. Can you? Uh, Maybe give the listeners a little bit of your background. What what led you to this award? Take us through your life story. Well, I was born back in... No, 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 not really. Um, I started out in... I've been in environmental um, lab for about 30-some years. and But about 16 years ago, I started at Aurora Water. And I started there as the uh, laboratory supervisor and um, have since now my current title is environmental services manager nice i still have the lab under me Mm -hmm. so um but responsible for all the regulations for aurora water water wastewater stormwater air everything else whatever if it's a regulation my group does it so sounds like you got a a lot on your plate there a lot of different areas air water did you stormwater? You yeah, said? stormwater. Yeah. MS4. Wow. Yeah, Aurora has a big MS4 program. So. Cool. Well, so, yeah. I'm glad to uh, see you win the award. I've seen you out and about in the industry, uh, a lot of different places, on different work groups and in uh, different meetings. And so it is a well-deserved award. Congratulations. Yeah, they um, awarded it to me um, primarily for all of the teaching that I do with all of the schools, the um, fundamentals operator school the um intermediate school mm-hmm. and then um i also have been working on the leadville school that's right you do like head up the whole drinking water track of the leadville of each training, of those right? of all of those yeah, yeah. so yeah it's, cool. um, i've been gotten more involved in the past few years of actually not just showing up to teach but actually planning yeah. the whole week worth of programming 40 hours worth of programming for operators so really super super good training where they get to come and like see each other in person and and network and and learn from each other as well as the instructors that we have so yeah it's really it's really awesome and super fulfilling for me because I get to see the you know I get to see them learn and then they come back to me and go I passed my test you know and I'm like oh my gosh that's so cool so 
Um, that's that's why I do it. I love that part of it is just that to see people excited about mm-hmm. like, getting getting past that little jump or learning something new that they're like, oh, I never got that before. Yeah, and the stuff you do is uh, is for some reason. They don't get a lot of that other place, you know, regulatory lab stuff. Right. Operators, they talk a lot about pumps, a lot about, you know, maintenance <laughs> and processes, but the regulatory is, they're always happy to, to learn yeah. that, so that's good. Yep. You're doing some training here tomorrow, too, aren't you? You got a session tomorrow? I am. I'm doing the, um, it's called the mandatory regulatory training. Um, every operator is required to have it every three years. We also shorten it because we like acronyms in this business, so mm-hmm. we call it MRT. MRT. Um, kind of like I am smart, MRT. <laughs> <laughs> M- but um, and it's essentially, and tomorrow is going to be a two-hour class, and it's for all of the disciplines. So I cover all of them in two hours. Wow. So it's, it's kind of a whirlwind. Yeah. Um, but you get credit for it as an operator. You won't have to take it for another three years, but then that way you can renew your license. Or if you're looking to take a test, you also have to take it. You also have to have that class to take a test. Oh. And it's all, it's going to be Clean Water Act, Safe Drinking Water Act, all of those kinds of things. There's some sampling stuff that I throw in there to be able to talk about some of the regulations. Mm-hmm. So, um, try to you know keep it moving and keep it more interesting than just sitting there and you know blabbing at people trying yeah. to get people involved and talking about their <laughs> things that they deal with on regulations so cool should be good well yeah thanks for uh, thanks for doing you know how many are going to show up or are you going to find out tomorrow I don't know the rooms are a little small I know so I'm I hoping gonna it's packed. not going to be I'm hoping it's enough room yeah because some of them are a little small so I'm like oh, I don't know yeah <laughs> but we'll have to see we'll see it could be a full room because like I said everybody needs it and there's really only about eight people that are teaching the class in oh. the state so cool it's um, definitely one of those that is needed High demand and needed, yeah. Well, cool. I was thinking, you know, just now, this is not your first award. What uh, what else have you won? Oh, well, I won the toilet. My team won the toilet bowl. Yeah, that's right. The toilet <laughs> right? bowl trivia to- last toilet night. Toilet bowl trivia last that's night. That's your second yeah. win, right? It is. like it. Well, not last year. Last year, I only got second place. Oh, and man. year before that, I think it was, the, I don't know when it was, but... That we got first place with that team, and then this team we got first place. Too, well, so. congratulations! Which one are you? Which one are you more proud of? Oh, I mean, both, all of them. They're all, I'm proud of all of them. <laughs> all That's right, like, man, we actually there's competition, you know. That you was have a close. It was a battle last night. It, it came was down a battle. To the last yeah. question. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. And I, I can't say that I'm the brains on any of those well, teams. Well, you nailed I'm a few the strategy. Of the I'm ones. the strategy. You got <laughs> the, the one that impressed me was uh, how? What was it? Six hours was the answer. Someone lead in copper. Yeah, lead in yeah, copper. How long that. in the pipe? Yeah. Yeah. How long you got sit in the pipe? Yeah. You always ask the questions when I'm not up there that I know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I know. I can always see in the audience I know. going. I know that one. I know that one. <laughs> well, cool. Well, thanks for good. taking uh, time out of your day today to come stop by and talk to us. And Absolutely. congratulations on your Thank awards. You. And uh, thanks for all you do for the industry. Thank you too, Blair. Appreciate okay. it. All right. Welcome back to Streaming Water Podcast at the Rocky Mountain Water Conference in Loveland, Colorado. Uh, I have a new guest in the studio with me. I have Mark Valentine with me. Thanks for being here, Mark. Yeah, Blair. Thanks for having me. You were easy to pick out in the crowd because you're wearing a uh, hard hat adorned with a G.I. Joe figure, a stuffed E. coli, a toilet bowl. Uh, We've got the flush else? drive on here. The flush drive. It looks like a, kind of a 
maybe a dog turd or something, a Tabasco bottle. Right, one of my favorites was the uh, gloves hanging in the back. Yeah. So what uh, what is that from? What is that for? Can you tell the listeners what that's all about? Absolutely. I'll, I'll struggle through it. Okay. Uh, you know, it's the 5S Society. So it's the Select Society of Sanitary Sludge Shovelers. Mm-hmm. And it's a society that's been around in WEF for a long time. Um, and I'm getting to learn a lot more about it. I've been involved in RMWA for a number of years. I actually started kind of at one of the conferences. Somebody pulled me aside and said, you're going to go do this and you're going to do that. And I said, yes, sir. Uh, thank, thank you for inviting me. Um, and it's been really great. But the, the society is <clears throat> recognition of people who have done um, things in the industry, volunteerism. Yeah, the society's been around for a long time, uh, helping with um, uh, recognizing people that have volunteered who have been instrumental. Um, I don't know if I exactly qualify for that. Oh, if you're in, you qualify. Yeah. That's the uh, that's the beauty of it. It's it is a, it's kind of like the wastewater version of the like skull and bones, you know, society. It's one of them, uh, yeah. or like the Odd Fellows, or you know, one of those kind of weird groups that has secret meetings and uh, secret inductees and uh, yeah maybe talk about the shovel too yeah. I see you're wearing your shovel which I am in the society as well uh, but I'm not wearing my shovel which means I if anyone sees me I have to buy drinks tonight so I gotta, That's go, right. I gotta go find my shovel so the shovel is uh, it's like a pin that fits on your shirt um, and uh, the Rocky Mountain region has added a mountain to it, but uh, it is uh, a sign that you've been inducted into the society. And so, like you mentioned, if you're not wearing it at uh, conference events or board meetings or, uh, you know, uh, if you're at the softball game or that kind of a thing, then you should be wearing the shovel to, to show that uh, you're part of the society. Yeah, the great so, part about the society, too, I've realized, just like you did, where you're like, I don't know if. I'm worthy of this. That is every member in the in the, is yeah. the same way. Like I shouldn't be in this. You know, yeah. I don't know how I got the show. Well, the the hat is interesting though. Does that hurt your neck? Uh, lugging that hard hat with all that stuff on it. Yeah. So this hat's uh, pretty uh, pretty tall. It's it's. Uh, I haven't had anything that's you know about a foot and a half above my head uh-huh. with that leverage. And so <laughs> crank it down in the back or, or loosen it up. But if you take it off again. Somebody catches you. Yeah. You're, you're in for at least one drink. That's right. And That's somebody right. else. So. Right on. Well, congratulations on your induction. We're glad to have you in the uh, in the society. Yeah. Thank you so much. And thanks for the volunteer work you did to uh, to get that uh, recognition. I know you do a lot with trainings and uh, operator trainings, and that is great stuff. Yeah. Maybe I can't, we just jumped right in. I got so excited with the hat. I didn't even give you a chance yeah. to introduce <laughs> yourself. Tell, why don't you tell listeners where you work, uh, a little bit about your background, and how you got to where you are. Yeah, thank you. Um, so, Mark Valentine, uh, if we didn't do that. Uh, I've worked in the water wastewater industry with um, kind of small to medium clients and uh, medium to large now for about 15 years down in the Colorado Springs area, um, doing all the kinds of things from biological nutrient removal on wastewater to booty treatment and water. Uh, a little bit of everything. It's been really good to be a part of the community, to help out, to do some fun things like that. So, um, yeah, like I mentioned, down in the Colorado Springs area. Um, cool. Yeah. I also wanted to ask you and uh, some of your colleagues at uh, at Merrick. It's Merrick, right? Yes, sir. I always get this. There's Merrick and then there's Merit. And for some reason, my brain scrambles it. But yeah, Merrick. Anyway, you and the Merrick folks are wearing these uh, 
these blue and white striped shirts. What's the story with the uh, blue and white shirts? Yeah, so if I didn't stand out enough, the the rest of the conference yeah, right, yeah. in blue and white, I now have a two foot tall hat or a one and a half foot tall hat on my on my head. So uh, Merrick, we everybody who's here at the conference, we are wearing blue and white striped shirts, uh, kind of as a Where's Waldo theme. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so we have an office here in Loveland, so people ask us, hey, what, what, what's with the stripes? Oh, you, you found Merrick. Where's Merrick? We're actually, we have an office about a mile down the road. But I think more than that, it, it, uh, it's something that's a little bit silly, but you know, still has the professionalism of it. Kind of helps bring a team together a little bit. It's something to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's easy to pick, pick us out in the crowd anyway. Yeah, so. it is. Yeah, and it does uh, draw your eye, and you're like, okay, that person works for Merrick. That person works for Merrick. So yeah. it is getting a lot of buzz. It's uh, a new idea. So cool. Yeah. Well, uh, are you enjoying the conference? You got any good uh, dinners going on or any good uh, parties you've been to? Yeah, it's been really good. Um, the technical pieces of it have been outstanding this year. Yeah. I guess we received an, an amazing number of submissions, and um, I don't think I've been to one that has been a snoozer yet. So cool. uh, that's been that's been really great. And then, again, the chance to get together with people, to talk in person, to really uh, connect with people and uh, do that in a, an environment that's not necessarily the office or through Teams. It's yeah. Really beneficial. Well, cool. Well, it's good seeing you. Good luck with the uh, lugging that hat around for the rest of the day, and congratulations on uh, your induction to the Select Society of Sanitary Sludge Shovelers, Mark. Yeah, be careful if you have to say that fast. I know. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I appreciate it. Thanks, man. Well, that's a wrap from the Rocky Mountain Water Conference in Loveland, Colorado. I hope you uh, enjoyed the live special episode. And uh, thanks again to our sponsors, the Colorado Wastewater Utility Council and the Rocky Mountain Water Environment Association. Uh, If listeners have ideas on shows that they would like to see or uh, ideas for guests you'd like to hear on the show, you can send those to uh, streamingwater at mail.com, and I will get those. And uh, we'll see you next time on the Streaming Water Podcast.